Heyo! Welcome to another episode of the Best Friends Discuss Podcast. I am your host, Mike, with my host, co-host, you, co-host? Yes, yeah. Yeah. What? Were you having some problems there, buddy? Nope. Yeah. Are you having problems? I'm clean cut. <laughs> I have no problems. I don't either. <laughs> See, I can also do sound effects, Brad. Uh... Anyway, uh, Brad, what are we doing today? Good question, Brad. Um, uh, we are continuing on the streak. On on a streak. On a streak? On a streak. On the streak. On the street. Of Vegas? Oh, eventually, yes. Anyway, so uh, we, I am continuing my streak of movies for, of you willing to watch them and haven't seen them already. Yep. Doing it. But you want it themed uh, yet again, since I accidentally did it last time. I yeah. themed it last time with Asian you. martial artists. Yeah, pretty much. Foreign films. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there. Um, and so uh, you gave me the theme, and I sought out and searched for some movies. This one might be a little bit hard. Uh, because you may have seen some of these movies. Hopefully you didn't, and hopefully I can broaden your horizons oh, and, okay. and stuff, but you gave me the task of... Blockbusters. Blockbuster movies. and Not the... to be confused with the company that went out of business. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, I could probably do that too. Um, but... Blockbuster uh, exclusive? Yeah, Blockbuster exclusive. <laughs> uh... But so simply, it was simply that. But it, w- why it's harder is is uh, blockbuster movies are usually movies that like almost everyone sees. Yeah, kind of kind of thing. So, um, are you also gonna be judging me on if these are blockbuster movies or you would consider them blockbuster movies? If it's not, I'll say it. Okay, and I will veto you. Well, you'll because try. I think it is. So. Uh, there you have it. That's what it is. That's how I'm going to lay it out. And we'll dive uh, right into it. Uh, so, the first blockbuster movie... Again, we're, I'm going to try for five. The first blockbuster movie uh, that I picked is Dunkirk. Uh, written, directed by... Christopher Nolan. Oh my gosh, his name just... Uh, blinked out of my head. He's one of my favorite directors because I uh, love how he shoots his movies. But uh, Dunkirk. So uh, let me pull it up. So I'm pretty sure I've talked to you about Dunkirk. You don't like World War II movies. Well, good thing. This is technically... Uh, World War One. Yeah, it's World War One. Do you like World War One movies? I really don't. So, <laughs> oh no, it is World War II. This is going to give me some hate, though, I'm sure. So, why don't you like World War II movies? Do you like Saving Private Ryan? That is one of the few I actually do like. Okay. So, most of it is just the exact same stories. Over and over and over again. So, let me tell you this. This is not the same story over and over and over again. It's very much like a Saving Private Ryan 
kind of kind of thing. It's a not original story or anything, but it is uh, based off of true events. Um, so Dunkirk is the location where uh, when the troops were retreating back, uh, as you can see, I'll just read the synopsis. Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War II. This was set on Dunkirk, uh, the Dunkirk beaches. And so what they do is they, they're on the beaches standing in a line, and they have the Germans to their back, who is slowly advancing through the city, um, and then uh, they're just waiting on the beach, waiting for boats to come rescue them. Well, no boats are showing up to rescue them. The only, uh, they're just told to stand in, in the line, and that's it. Um, there's a pier, uh, a super long pier, where they can get a boat up to it, and so they can start boarding up like the injured people. And so that's what is happening while the other soldiers are just standing on the beach. But what happens is planes are coming by, taking pot shots at people just standing on the beach. And so it's a really like, you're just like, well, I'm just told to stand here because I can't, I literally can't do anything else. Boats are showing up as fast as they can. They can't bring, you know, obviously they can't bring like battleships up to the beach because then they get beached. They can't move at that point. So that's why they have to use the pier. And so like at one point, uh, a ship along this pier is, is there and it, uh, it gets hit and it starts to sink and they're like, push the boat out because if, if, uh, and so you just see them like, instead of rescuing the people off the boat, they have to push the boat away because they're like, if this boat sinks here, you can't get a boat in to save anybody else and so what happens is there's a call out saying hey like the navy like kind of uh shows up to to residential people who have like commercial boats you know for fun kind of thing they show up and they're like hey you need to put uh 80 life uh vests on your boat this needs to be on your boat we're commandeering your boat and so one of so they basically just like send out a militia of of smaller boats, the boats that can actually get to the beach and get people on, and it's a super cool story. Uh, I don't think you've watched a lot of Christopher Nolan stuff, but this movie is is one of those cool moments, and it tells uh, it's a nonlinear story. It kind of moves around a bit. Uh, to tell a couple of different stories. And I think it's a total of about three different stories. There's the this guy, the main soldier uh, kind of thing. Uh, he's trying to get off any way he can. He's trying to get off the beaches of Dunkirk yeah. any way he can. And so, like, he finds a guy who, who may have murdered uh, a, a soldier or just found a soldier. But basically, it's a guy who, like, speaks Italian or German or... But he doesn't want to be there. He just wants to leave because he's like, ah, Nazis are right behind us. And so they, like, they, like, he, like, puts on the uniform and he kind of, like, sees him and he's like, I'm not going to say anything. And the guy doesn't speak because he doesn't want to be like, eh, buongiorno, you know, kind of stuff. And so, so they kind of just, like, they find a guy laying, laying down on a, um, not a tourniquet. Gurney? Gurney. 
Uh, and so they're like, they like look at each other and they're like, and so that you just see them like running to the pier, carrying this guy on the gurney and they're like, move out of the way, move out of the way. We got, we got the injured. We're taking them. And so like, that's like, like, like I said, they're just trying to get out. They're just trying to get off. And so that's his story. Then you got Tom Hardy, who, who is a pilot who is flying, trying to get to Dunkirk to give them air support with uh, the, the other planes taking pot shots. And so uh, there's a cool, like, you know, airplane battle. Tom Hardy's great in it. And then you have the third story, which is um, a British citizen who puts a bunch of life vests on his boat and just instead of the navy just commandeering his his uh his boat he just takes off and he's like i'm gonna go rescue some people and a bunch of people actually did that like they're like we're just gonna go rescue a bunch of people as many as we can so so yeah it's just just a bunch of different stories it's a story you've never heard about uh and it's it honestly it's pretty freaking good because it's not like it's not like a war story where where like they're like taking down cover it's just set during that time kind of thing so it's really good you ready for the trailer or do you want to look through some pictures uh you know who that guy is that's harry styles from one direction (laughs) well you've won me over now i i thought i would honestly i mean i know how much of a believer you are (laughs) um do you recognize that guy? No. Okay. Well, can't really help you there. Uh, I w- but yeah, so... Da, 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 da. Uh, opening weekend, $50 million. Uh, and it grossed about... Uh, or worldwide gross, it probably did $520 million. Half a bill. Yeah, so would you consider this a block? Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, by the way, th- this movie, it has a really cool theme in it during the theme. Uh, so, spoilers a bit. Uh, Tom Hardy, he, uh, uh, since they're flying to the place, they have to like monitor their fuel and stuff like that. And so he's flying and his... Um, his uh his uh gas gauge got broken and so he he's talking to uh his other co-pilot in another plane and he's just like how much fuel you got and so he he's like doing math and he's like looking at his watch during the entire time i think it's only for his part while he's flying you just hear a constant uh ticking of a clock because he's gauging using his clock and so it's just one of those like attention to detail things where he's just like you just hear the and it just it kind of is like a cool like gets you in the moment kind of thing so let me find a good trailer and pause so uh just watch the trailer um a couple of things i kind of like left out like i said it's non-linear and so um so there's a moment I, I, I almost can't even draw up the timeline, but like there's moments where like uh, the the boat that is leaving at one point has, God, it's not confusing. It's just a lot to like, 
since you haven't seen the movie, I can't just be like, oh, well, this happens and this happens and that's how you do it. But like, but like, they all kind of like match up and then they like keep going kind of thing. So there's like a point where they intersect and you're just like, oh my gosh, like that's why that happened or like that's why that boat is there, or, you know, stuff like that. So it's really cool. Like I said, it's non-linear, and so you just see three timelines just come together, and you're just like, "Oh, it just all makes sense." But like, there's a there's a there's a part uh, the one the kid who uh, who's like who like unties the boat and like gets on, and he and uh, and uh, the other kid is like, "You know where we're going?" And the dad's like, "To war, Georgie, to war!" And he's like, "I'll be useful." That kid, the one who's like, I'll be useful. Uh, Cillian Murphy, the one who's like, I'm not going back to Dunkirk. He's like wearing the blanket and stuff. He's like, I'm not going back. He like shoves that kid and he like hits his head on a pipe. And his head is like bleeding out. And uh, uh, his friend is like, oh my gosh, here, let me take care of you. And puts on a bandage. And he's like, he's like, I can't see anything. Are my eyes closed? And he's like, he's like, no, just, just sleep. He lost his vision. And then, uh, uh, spoiler, uh, later, he, I think, actually passed away. So, but uh, I, I believe it's all a true story. I mean, obviously, Dunkirk happened, you know, World War II happened, but I'm pretty sure, Did like, it? yeah, I don't know if you oh. know that. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's a really good, interesting story. Like I said, like, if you, honestly, because I'm, I'm a big movie person, right? If you're telling me you like Saving Private Ryan, you're going to love this movie. You're you're gonna like this movie, I think. So, uh, I I have a question. Yeah. Have you seen this movie? No. Okay. Whew. And you consider it a blockbuster, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is the question I'm worried about. <laughs> Would you watch this movie? No, I wouldn't. Really? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Really? I remember all the trailers for this. Zero interest at all. Wow. Zero. I thought that's what you were going to say, but I was Zero. hoping I, I talked you into it. What what makes you say no to it? Because it literally is the same exact stories. Somebody go went in to save somebody else from World War II. You're just se- changing the setting to the beach. Mm-hmm. If I want to watch a good World War II thing, it's either going to be Saving Private Ryan or Band of Brothers. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, the HBO series. But you think it's all just the same? I don't see anything in there that really, like, piques my interest at all to make me want to see that. No no storytelling? None of the acting? No. Really? Really. That's... It's bad enough. I hate World War II movies to the point where it's bad enough when I see trailers like this... I instead nitpick stupid things. So there's a part in that trailer where there's a guy underneath the water and then it like shows like where like there's a plane dropping and he covers his ears underwater. What are you doing? Okay, so I'm going to drown, but I'm going to cover my ears. So here's... I mean, obviously, the trailer is a bunch of snip. I got it. Is a bunch of cuts of the movie. What's happening is, uh, he's on a boat that is sinking, and the oil is over the top, 
And so he's underwater because the oil caught on fire. I got that. And so he's underwater, but they're also dropping bombs and there's a bunch of explosions. And so he's covering his ears and just kind of like, he's like, I can't believe this is happening. It's the shock of war. But like, here's, here's where like, I am, you and I are very different. You're just going, oh, it's the same fucking story over again. I'm like, dude, it would like, I, I put myself in their shoes and I, I just think it sucks having the order to just stand there and wait and then having planes because if you saw as the planes were coming by there was nowhere to go even on the pier the pier is packed with people and you're just like what am i gonna do it's either i jump into the freezing cold water or i wait up here to maybe get exploded same thing with on the beach it's like either i go face the germans uh to my back or i can lay down on the beach while bullets from planes are firing over my head and just pray or hope or anything that I don't get hit. And, and that's where like that kind of story like intrigues me. And, and it's just like, because it's a historical stuff. I get that. And so you're just like, Oh, how this is part of the reason I hate world war two movies because it's factual. No, you just explained the number one reason I hate world war two movies. Back then, the way we dealt with war was literally, let's send millions of people, Uh give them one single order, storm that beach, take it, fucking stand there. Okay? Okay. Modern day movies is, is, let's send a drone? That's modern (laughs) Modern day movies is, let's send in these six teams, which each have their own commander, and logistically, they will figure shit out. If you're going to be sitting like, oh, we need to get picked up, and it's going to be off this beach. Number one, yes, okay, we have bit better freaking, like, communication. They're not going to fucking sit their ass on the beach just getting pot shot by fucking planes now. They're going to find cover. Whether it's commandeering a single building, hiding out, something like that. And that's something they at least do in, like, Band of Brothers, stuff like that. Not put 400,000 people on a fucking beach and let them get shot at. That right there, it, it proves just my, like, I hate, I hate that time frame. I fucking hate it. That pisses me off that you hate that. Because World War II is one of my favorite uh, wars to even learn about. Okay. It's because you hate Jews. <laughs> <laughs> so Jew knows Brad. Um, but, but it just, like I said, it's a different story. And, like... Obviously, you're not going to put 400,000 people into a couple of different buildings to hold it, you know, to hold it down until boats show up. You're going to be like, okay, we need to make this process quick. I mean, granted, the plane's flying over. They're probably not going to get a whole heck of a lot of you, but it's enough to just be like, holy shit, this is fucking intense. And it makes people do crazy things. Like the guy, the, the Italian guy, I think he's Italian to like kill a soldier or find a dead soldier and and basically is like i want out of here kind of stuff or or uh uh uh, harry styles character and the main character and the italian guy i think he's italian uh all three of them plus a couple more uh find an old boat and they like start like patching it up because once the tide comes in the boat will like be enough to like hey let's start setting sail kind of kind of stuff so it just it's a see i feel like your head's strong about this oh i absolutely but honestly 
what Christopher Nolan movies have you seen? The Batman trilogy that he did? I mean, I've seen those, yeah. Seen Inception. Inception, okay. Do you like the storytelling from that? From what? Inception, yes. Okay, and you haven't seen Memento. You haven't seen um, The Prestige. And obviously you haven't seen Tenet, so there's really nothing I can really... I mean, Tenet, I absolutely want to see. Okay. Hey, that's good. Hey, that's... We should go see that. I'm excited for that. Super excited about it. Um, But because you haven't seen, like... Because, like, this storytelling, this... Him doing the storytelling is really good, right? It's even better in Memento and Prestige. Those two are probably my favorite Christopher Nolan movies. And you haven't seen them. But the storytelling in this is really good. But I feel like I'm not going to be able to talk you into it. So no, are you saying not. no? You're not. No. One one day are you going to eventually see it? I can't even give you that one. Okay. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I lose my streak. Yeah. So uh, I took a shot. It was a gamble. I know you don't like World War II movies, but I was hoping to find a World War II movie that will make you go, holy shit, I want to see that. But the fact that you are like, there's so few World War II movies. Like, I almost didn't see Inglorious Bastards because it's literally set in that time period. Jesus I H. fucking hate that time period more than anything else. That's stupid. That's a stupid way to think about it. Because it's kind of like my brother-in-law Nick with fucking Matt Damon. <laughs> it is. This is my Matt Damon. Because, because this is my Matt Damon. I was talking to him about Ford versus Ferrari, and and he goes the Christian Bale movie, and I go yeah, and he goes was he horrible in it? I was like no, he was actually pretty awesome in it. I was like wait, you don't like Matt Damon? Are you also telling me you don't like Christian Bale? And he goes he goes he's a horrible actor. He makes uh, crap movies. And I was like. Last year alone, he was uh, he was nominated for Best Actor in Vice. And he goes, what's that? I'm like, exactly. You just don't... You just block out everything that you hate and you don't give stuff a try. Like, I don't like Army Hammer. It's not going to make me not watch a movie with him in it. I, it just... It boggles my mind that there's people that are, like, dead set. Like, I hate this. I'm not going to change my viewpoint of it. I'm just going to... Not even attempt it. It's like you going from Mountain Dew to to uh, not Mountain Dew. <laughs> so. Hey, hey, that's not a Mountain Dew. Uh, it says Mountain Dew. It says MTN, <laughs> and then right below it says D E W. You're illiterate. So the the can is green, and your color. Says the colorblind. Yes. Okay. So so you're saying no to this? No. Okay. Well, like I said, I took a shot. It, uh, I was hoping to find a movie that you would... A World War II movie you would like. So... Well, I guess... There's one that came out in the last two years that I wouldn't mind seeing. What? But it's because it doesn't follow the lines of anything to deal with with really World War II. What's that? The horror movie one. Oh my gosh, Overlord? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's because it's not the same fucking storylines. It's not the same storyline. <laughs> it's it's pretty much you're saying like Dunkirk, it follows the same storyline of like saving people? Saving people, right? 
that, you might as well say Die Hard is the same thing because Bruce Willis is going through uh, Nakatomi Tower saving people. Oh, it's World War II. No, he's going through killing people. There's a difference. (laughs) I'm breaking you. I just, it's just, it's dumb logic. That you're just like, hey, I really like Saving Private Ryan. The formula that they have right there is a really good formula. It's good storytelling, good acting, great camera work. It's it's everything you kind of want in a in a, in a movie, let alone a, a, a time period piece movie. And if you're saying they took that formula and duplicated it, guess what? Sure, they did, but they have a different story, and it's a good story. With a, a great director and great actors. I mean, hey man, your favorite, Harry Styles in it. From from One Direction. You could be a believer. Uh, I'm going to say one last thing about this movie. Okay. And then we can move on. Okay. We completely look at movies in a different way, though. I know. You look at it from this, like, artistic, art style, same direction, same blah, blah, blah. You look at it from, like, director's point. I don't give a shit. I want to see a good movie. Okay. Okay. You want to see a good movie? This is a good movie. No, it's not. Because it's not the time period really? that I, I have, would like. I have a half billion reasons why it is a good movie. Really? What's the half billion reasons? It's the money it made. Uh, they didn't sell a half billion fucking tickets. Each one of those was like 10 bucks. So divide it by at least 10. Okay, do the math then. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your standards of movies is like Suicide Squad. You like Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was... I know it's a shit movie. It is a shit movie. It is a shit movie. But it's just a fun shit movie. This is a fun, great movie. No. See? And I just... Your logic is ill sound and you're stupid and you're... (laughs) You have a Jew nose. You know what? Fine. I'm going to go with this movie. If I'm going to... if I'm, So I'm back at zero, right? Or am I negative one? No, you're zero. Okay. Then I might as well see... I'll take... Whoops. Whoa, hey, calm down. I'll take the shot and see if I can win you over with this movie. I don't think I will. But uh, let's see. So the next movie is called Green Book. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay. Uh, let's see how much money it made... Uh, worldwide, uh, $329 million. For a budget of $23 million? That's pretty damn good. Would you uh, consider this a, a, a box office? Or whatever? I think it won Oscar I, for I honestly best... feel this was an Oscar bait movie more than it was anything else. Uh, it was an Oscar bait movie. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd quite consider it blockbuster as I would as much of an Oscar bait movie. Uh, isn't it pretty much one in the same thing? No. Mm, I'm pretty sure it is. You can make a movie that's just Oscar bait and not expect it to be good at all. Like, well, well, good I, as in sales-wise. Well, I mean, it is. Oh, here it is. It won three Oscars. I'm pretty sure it won Best Picture. 111 nominations. Yeah, that's an Oscar bait movie. Uh, best Original Screenplay, Best uh, Performance by a, a Actor in a Supporting Role, and Best Motion Picture of the Year. So, yeah, it won Best Picture. Uh, uh, so. so, Green Book 
is also based off of a true story. I can read you the synopsis. A working class Italian American bouncer becomes the drifter of the driver. A, driver, sorry, the mouse was in the way there, Boo Riley. Uh, becomes the driver or a drifter. I mean, you haven't seen the movie. You don't know what he is, uh, other than he's an Italian. Uh, uh, he. Becomes the driver of an African-American classical pianist on a tour of venues through the 1960s American South. So, this is around the time where African-American people kind of started getting some rights, but it was still segregated and, you know... Civil rights era. Yeah, civil rights area, area, but, um... Uh, this is based on a true story, and it honestly is a really good story. Uh, so, uh, Marshall Ali plays Dr. Uh, Donald Shirley and Vigo Mortensen plays Tony Lip and, uh, he, Tony Lip basically is like just, uh, he's trying to find work that isn't, you know, dangerous because he has a family, a wife, kids to take care of. And so he gets in contact with somebody, uh, that directs him to, uh, Marshar, Mashari, Ari, how do you, Ali, Ali, Mr. Mr. Ali, Mr. Ali. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should go into, uh, to like a boxing reference or, uh, or Aladdin. Right. Yeah. But, uh, Mr. Ali, uh, his character, Dr. Shirley, uh, is a pianist and he's actually a very good classical pianist. He, uh, he's one of those, uh, kind of guys who like hears a piece of music and can like play it without ever looking at the the material he he just has a ear for it so anyway so he he hired uh his uh uh studio company hires tony lip to basically be the driver for him and also to protect him you know because it's the south and racist so it's just a road trip movie where uh, he is educating him, or sorry, uh, visuals. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Ali is educating Tony Lip. Is it Tony Lip? I already yes. forgot. Yes. Tony Lip, Mr. Lip. Mr. Lip. Uh, Mr. Ali and Mr. Lip. Uh, Mr. Ali is educating Mr. Lip on, uh, on like how to be more prophetic with. Uh, his image in a way like he's like like writing letters to his wife like he's like he's like i miss you on a on a uh warm summer day in the house with a like like he's just like he Prophetic i don't want or poetic both <laughs> uh he, he's he's a little bit more educated he's a doctor at uh after all uh and so he kind of like teaches him some stuff while tony lip teaches him uh mr ali uh to properly uh like just kind of like cut loose and but like uh tony lip is is also a racist but uh money is money and so he kind of just is like whatever whatever and so like they get kfc at one point and and he's like do you want any kfc doctor and he's like no i don't i don't eat i don't eat kfc i don't eat chicken and he's like he's like ah you people always eat chicken and and uh, he's like, he's like, what do you mean by you people? And you're just like, like I'm an educated man. I, I, I'm just a simple person who, like, I like other stuff, like fish or or uh, steak. 
you know, kind of stuff. And so, but like, uh, you'll see in the trailer, like he's eating, like they're both eating ch- chicken in, in the car. And, uh, the doctor is like, what do we do with the bones? And he, and, uh, Mr. Lip is like, we do this. And he just tosses it out the window and, and he's just like, well, okay. And so he tosses his out the window and then, uh, 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 Mr. Lip grabs the soda, takes one more drink and then throws it out the window. And, and, uh, the doctor just kind of like looks back and he's like, why did you do that? And he makes him, uh, put it in reverse and go pick it up. And he's like, and, uh, Lip is like, ah, a bird will just eat it. Like, <laughs> so, so there's like, there's definitely growth at, at, at some point. Uh, the whole thing is basically trying to get through the South, doing venues, dealing with racists, dealing with uh, problems from the studio. Uh, he's trying to make it back before Christmas uh, and stuff like that. And it honestly, it's just a very sweet movie, down-to-earth buddy kind of movie. And they really play off of each other pretty well. Like, uh, at one point, uh, Tony Lip steals a rock. Like, you know, there's, like, uh, uh, this, like... Uh, a wooden box that has like a bunch of different rocks or and stuff that like souvenir i'm gonna purchase this and he like picks it up and drops it on the ground and he just grabs it again and and uh he just puts it in his pocket and uh the doctor is like you're not a criminal just go pay for it i'll give you the money you pay for it because this guy's stinking rich but uh they actually uh uh, uh are still friends to this day uh uh, or uh, before they passed, like they, I don't think they're around anymore, but, um, they were friends up until, uh, they passed. So, gotcha. so it's a really good, uh, good story, but we'll, uh, play the trailer. All right. So we just watched the trailer and I was reminded of a couple of things. So, uh, if I remember right, Dr. Ali, Mr. Ali, sorry, doctor, no, doctor, doctor, doctor. uh uh he is also gay he is also he's gay black and driving down the south so it kind of has like a checked all those boxes yeah it kind of has one of those like it's it's poor time to like that's the reason why he needed a bodyguard uh who or it's the reason why they got oscars You want to take five? Come <laughs> come back. Maybe take a moment. Gather your thoughts there, Boo Riley. Um, so, so yeah, a couple of things. So, like, like, basically, like, these rich white people are inviting him because they love his, like, classical music-esque yeah. performance. But, like, there's, like, in private, there's still uh, assholes to him. So, like... He, he just did a performance at this, like, house where they had it catered and all that. And he, like, steps away to go to the bathroom. And the guy who is hosting the thing is like, uh, excuse me, doctor, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just going to use your facilities. And he's like, he's like oh, well, uh, we actually have facilities just right outside. And he, he's basically suggesting that he use the, uh, the outhouse and not the bathroom inside the, the place. And so it just is, is like, well, I'm not going to use the outhouse. Why can't I just use this bathroom? And he's like, well, we prefer you not to wink kind of, kind of situation. And so he just is like, 
all right, fine. And so he gets up, goes to Tony, and he's like, we're leaving. And so they go back to the hotel so he could go to the bathroom. Uh, and so it's situations like that. Or, like, uh, there's a restaurant that he's about to perform in, but they won't let him eat in the dining hall he's about to perform in. And so it's one of those, like, like logic doesn't really match up, just how you how you feel matches up where it's like, well, I feel like you shouldn't be eating here, but I also feel like you should be able to perform here. So it's just, well, one's work. One's not. Let's be honest. So easy, Brad. <laughs> so, so yeah, it just kind of, just like, like you, sh- it shows character growth and it shows, you know, the times of stuff. It's another time piece. So would you consider this, uh, bo- blockbuster i'm i'm i don't think this is really a blockbuster as much as this truly was an oscar bait movie okay but are you willing to say that it's a it's a oh yeah no like it's big enough movie type of a thing because they tried to push it it, like it didn't fail yeah like they tried to push it like it was going to be a blockbuster but that was just to get the oscar bait like this clearly was not made to be a blockbuster but they did uh advertise it gotcha heavily yeah uh have you seen it nope what are your thoughts on it it looks interesting okay hey interesting i can i can deal with uh because uh uh, especially for the last fucking movie (laughs) prickhead uh so i guess we'll just jump to it would you watch this movie oh i absolutely would watch this movie Huh? I absolutely would watch this movie. Okay, okay. So I'm back up to one. You are back up to You're one. You're a son of a bitch. I am you know a son that. of a bitch. Well, it's your fault for picking the World War II movie as your first one. Uh, but yeah, no, this one seemed interesting when I first saw it. Like it, it literally looked like it was a good story of growth. I can wring your neck right now. <laughs> Like, I gave... I, I Like, hear me out. I gave you Apocalypse Now, right? And you did not like that movie. Why didn't you like that movie? Was it the, because it was the same story? Because, if, if anything, it wasn't the same story because they sent a person in to kill one person. I just got bored with that movie. Maybe it's because you're uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Okay. Upset now. I got it. I am. Just because it is a fantastic movie. Like, you like Christopher Nolan movies, right? You want to see his new one, right? Well, yeah, I want to see his new one. So, wouldn't the merit of a person like Christopher Nolan, who honestly has made solid movies every single movie... You wouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt saying that Dunkirk is probably up there as like a good movie of his. No. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying stuff like this like uh, just because they're a good director means everything they're going to make is great. And that's, that's just not, not a true thing. Yeah. You just, you hold Christopher Nolan so far up there and I just don't. I'm sorry. I just don't. Okay. You've also seen like all of his movies. You think they're all fantastic. I've seen four. Four. One is really good. 
The other three, meh at best. You think it's meh at best just because it's it's a Batman one. And you hold Batman to a higher standard. I don't know if I'd say I high, hold him to a or higher have, standard. Well, okay, how about this? It's not his original take on it. Like, like I give two shits about that. Like, the first Batman Begins was really good. Dark Knight, way overpraised. That's, Decent that's story, because you don't way, like Heath Ledger. Well, I don't like Heath Ledger. But I didn't like him before he fucking died. Unlike everybody else, they fucking fawns over him because his fucking ass died. People need to get fuck over themselves on that one. He would not be revered as good of an actor if he lived. But no, because he was a dumbass and can't fucking count pills, he's fucking dead. I just... And then the third one, not that good at all. I love Bane, but that's just because of all the memes that have come out of Bane. But... But it's really not that great of a movie. I will give you the third one is not... If they that progressively, great. I'd say, got worse. See, and but but here's the thing. Most people, the the majority, say that the second one is the best one. Yeah, that's because the they're one. all fawning over fucking Heath Ledger. But you... <laughs> but you like Suicide Squad. I do like Suicide but Squad. But the majority don't like Suicide Squad. I don't care. It's I know it's a shit movie. I'm not saying that it's a good movie. Back off the mic. <laughs> saying it's a good movie i just think it's fun to watch i just i feel like your logic isn't there and it and it hurts me because you're also attacking that like i put christopher nolan up there you do put christopher but that's that's the thing christopher nolan as far as i'm aware has not made a bad movie but like uh name a name a name a director no i don't know directors off the top of my head James Cameron. How about that? James Cameron, right? James Cameron. Okay. Do, do you know who James yes, Cameron is? Yes, I know is? who James okay. Cameron is. He's made really good movies. But he has also made some pretty eh movies. But, I mean, granted, I'm saying that because of, like, Avatar, right? That was the highest grossing movie ever until Endgame came and toppled it, right? But if you actually look at Avatar, Avatar is not that great of a movie. Why? Uh, well, there's a couple of different problems with it, but... As in? It just it is bland. Like, like, it was... When it came out, 2012, it was where... Um, I think they were making another push for 3D again, and also IMAX. And so it was like go see the 3d imax experience and and it was just like like visually it's beautiful storyline kind of sucks kind of like falls flat to a movie like if you actually think about it do you like avatar i do like avatar but you wouldn't say like it it's just it's weird it's not a quintessential movie right but it's weird that it that movie was the highest grossing movie ever for what uh about seven years okay but see you just said like how good is endgame it's good is it better than avatar yeah yes well your comment right there completely goes against what martin scorsese says like everybody's got their own fucking viewpoint just right. because you think he's not like he's done good movies but it's not as good as like christopher nolan or whatever else no that, that that's your personal look at it 
Right. Just like Martin Scorsese thinks every fucking superhero movie doesn't count as art. Which he's fucking wrong. He's an idiot. Okay. Whatever. You're wrong. Right. That's that's how I'm looking at this. But you're... You have Christopher Nolan on this pedestal. So I'm, far I'm up saying, there. I'm saying his track record... Like, like it, it's not like he makes, like... He didn't do, like, eight movies and all eight... The problem like, is, what, you like all of his movies. I've seen four. And so far, I've only been impressed with one, maybe two. So, okay. I do not show... To me, he has not shown that track record. Now, that's also the fact that I haven't seen all of those movies. That's my bad. It is but, too bad. Oh, it is But oh, it heated. doesn't negate the fact that I don't feel he has that track record as you. Okay, what I'm saying, though, is is he has a track record, right? Say he's made eight movies. All, all of his movies are critically acclaimed to be great. With either the, the, the amount of money or the majority. Just hear me the fuck out, okay? Okay, the majority. It doesn't then, with his ninth movie, just kind of, it just flops. It doesn't, like, it just sucks. Like, the track record, like, It doesn't Tenet, mean that it still can't be mediocre, though. Well, right, but like Tenet, right? You can go, like, the reason I want to go see Tenet, like, even before I saw a trailer, I just, I was on IMDb one day. Saw that Christopher Nolan's making a new movie. I was like, "Cool! I bet you that's going to be great." And that's you—that's where you hold him on that pedestal. Well, but when I see the movie, I can then determine it. You have not seen the movie yet. You're going, uh, "It's just the same World War II story." I can tell you right now, it is not the same World War II story. Have you ever heard of Dunkirk? Or the events that happened around Dunkirk? No, but I haven't heard of every single fucking event that's happened in World War II. Okay, cool. That tells you the story of of how Dunkirk went down. Fantastic. Once again... It's like Battle of the It is still... Well, I have heard of that one. Great. Fantastic. Oh, cool. Have you seen a movie about it? Yes. Okay, what's the movie? I don't fucking remember the movie's name. Okay, well, I'm just saying... The problem is, I've told you, I don't like this timeline worth of stories and you were just pissed i don't like a christopher nolan movie or i won't see no no i'm just saying i'm sorry buddy you are you are simply looking at it plain face like you're just saying it's another world war ii movie but it is a world war ii movie done by christopher nolan christopher nolan's track record is pretty solid it's like quentin tarantino movie even the worst Quentin Tarantino... Hold on. The wor- even the worst Quentin Tarantino movie is better than half the garbage out in the world of, of movies. Same thing with Christopher Nolan is, is he has a good track record. Now I get that you haven't seen them or seen his good stuff. And, I, and honestly, I, I'll tell you this. The three Batman movies I would are probably low on Christopher Nolan movies. But this is pretty much like that basis of like Inception. It's a good shot movie, great acted, great storytelling from how he goes from... Because okay, it's not here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. I personally do not like this movie. You don't get the, coin, the point because I would not go out and just out of my way go see it. But I will fucking watch this movie to just to see if I don't fucking like it. And if I watch it and I'm still get fucking bored halfway through because I still feel it's the same fucking same type of fucking story where it's, oh, look at this. We got to go save these guys. Oh, 
I'm trapped here. I gotta fucking get out of here. If it's that same fucking type of story and it pisses me off. <laughs> so what you're saying. Can I not see any more of Christopher Nolan movies? I mean, you're your own person there, Brad. But what Just I'm saying, hearing, like, you have him so fucking far up there. Because he should be. He should great. be on. Pull your head out of his fucking ass and get no. some fucking air. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just saying he is up there as great as a great filmmaker like Tarantino. But uh, well, the four movies I've seen have not showed that. But okay, hold on. With Tarantino, you have also not seen all of Tarantino movies. No, but I have seen damn near all of his now. But but now you put Tarantino on a pedestal. I do the same. I'm just telling you, like, if I never saw a Tarantino movie and you were like, hey. So which ones have I not seen of Christopher Nolan? By the way, we have segued hard I because know, of I this. Know. I, uh, <laughs> listen, listen, I feel like I feel like we deserve a hug to, to for each other, uh, but because I'm, I'm sorry, like, I get you have your opinions and I get that they're wrong. I'm just telling you <laughs> why you're wrong. But no, I mean, seriously, like, I get it. It's fine. I get it. I get you don't like World War II stories. Even when I was like, hey, I want to write a screenplay that's centered around World War II. And it, honestly, I thought you would actually kind of like it because it had to do with, uh, like, supernatural, superhero kind of stuff. No, it seemed a lot more interesting when you started getting into that. But when right. you were first like, oh, you're going to do a World War II movie. I'm like, oh, fantastic. So we're going to sit on a beach and go fucking save some people. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> get cool-headed about it i get why i i get why you don't like it all i'm trying to say is that with christopher nolan in my opinion hasn't really made a bad movie Mo good chunk of his movies are pretty decent kind of like tarantino so in retrospect if he makes good movies this movie even if you've heard i mean even if it, it made a crap ton of movie it's a good movie. And it is. But you also won't go and watch a, uh, 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 the, like, My Little Pony movie and just be like, well, the person who directed this movie also directed this movie and it was good. I'm going to really enjoy My Little Pony. I get that. I get, I get it. But you are also right. You haven't seen a good chunk of Christopher Nolan's best works. Yeah. So, I get it. That's fine. But what I'm also hearing is that you are willing to watch that movie, and so I got my streak back. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll accept. But I also want you to know that maybe you should open your mind to... Uh, More World War II movies? No, no, just better movies. Movies that you're not going in like, well, that was shit, but it was fun shit. So, I guess I'll just keep playing this fun shit. Instead, go in going, that was a really good movie. And it wasn't a shit movie. It was actually decent. It was good. I liked it. Or, you could just acknowledge that, yeah, I could see why that was a good movie. Wasn't my cup of tea. But, wasn't for me, but it was a good movie. That's all I'm saying. Is I do see stuff like that. But I am not going in there where as much as you do for like direction like you literally walk into like christopher nolan movies and are like 
I want to see what new direction he tries to take on this because he's got really good spins and director blah 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 and I give two shits about that I want to see the movie first and then I'll analyze it after the fact yeah but I am trying to convince you to see it and so I have to get into well you should get out of the artsy fartsy because you know that's not going to work with me well it's not it's not artsy fartsy it's just how he does it's like it's like a, a Wes Anderson you I don't think you before I gave you a movie I don't think you ever seen a Wes Anderson movie right uh, it was uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel my favorite Wes Anderson movie you really liked it I did but I don't know what other movies they he's uh, made, Life so. Aquatic Royal Tenenbaums uh fantastic mr fox uh he has a a slew of movies he has a new one coming out that i'm pretty excited but okay i digress purple pink uh so let's just recap you're not gonna see dunkirk so i lost my streak then you said you would watch green book so i'm back up to one yes okay i'm sorry audience I get heated. Are, are we okay, Brad? Brad? We are okay. okay. Hug it? Nah. Okay. All right. So the next movie is Alita Battle Angel. Now, this movie I was kind of afraid of. Have you seen Alita Battle Angel? By the way, your Christopher Nolan thing has been just put to shit by some of the other movies I've seen. Though. What do you mean? Or he's had some kind of input in it. Batman versus Superman. Okay, but that was mainly Zack Snyder. And Zack Snyder is known Just for... Saying. Zach... Well, Zack Snyder is known to... Hey, move on. <laughs> Fine. Alita Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel. Have you seen it? Because this was one of the movies that I was afraid that maybe you have seen it. Yes. Yes, you have? Yes, I have. Fuck. <laughs> I thought... Then I th- again... I thought you would. I, I have for the simple fact that you know I like like anime and manga. Yep. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I thought I thought so. So I'm back down to zero. Should we even get into it? <laughs> yeah, we don't really need to because I've already seen it. Well, should I convince the audience then? Or talk about it? Did you like Alita Bandle- Battle Angel? I did. Did you ever... But this is more of a popcorn flick. I will give it that. Really? You don't think it's a blockbuster? No, no. What I mean is, like, not a deep story, nothing like that. Like... Go into this like I go into Transformers. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Popcorn so, flick. So, so you go in expecting explosions and yeah, and, and action. And stuff. Yeah, it's okay. go in there for action. Don't go in there expecting some deep ass story and whatever yeah. else. But granted, I mean, Alita Battle Angel actually has like a in depth story. Um, I don't know if you know this. James Cameron was originally gonna uh, direct this movie. He he also wrote it. Uh, he is set on here as a producer. If I remember right. Um, but um, he actually, like, he wrote, because I don't know how long the, like, anime and the manga is, but uh, it's, uh, he wrote, like, I want to say, like, 170, maybe even upwards of 300 pages 
of the screenplay for this. And and he, uh, he got busy uh, with the rest of making the Avatar movies, uh, two, three, whatever, two yeah. to ten. Um, too, too fast, too Avatar. Uh, <laughs> so he got super busy with it, uh, with making those movies. That So he basically got in contact with Robert Rodriguez, uh, who uh, is uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also did a, a Grindhouse movie with uh, Tarantino. Um, and so he kind of just was like, here you go. Here I, I basically already did it. And he handed him like, like I said, like upwards of like 300 pages of a screenplay. Uh, and Robert Rodriguez had to go through and basically like cut it down. And so it's like one of those movies where it's like, so we fit about like three different movies into one, but this one actually works like the, or it works the best it could considering it should have been split up into three different movies. It actually kind of works. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, James Cameron, uh, actually is a huge fan of the anime and, uh, Minga and really wanted to do this project. He just got tied up with a uh, shitty Avatar movies. Wow. So I, I don't like the Avatar movies. It's just it's a weird concept that Avatar. If you really truly like go back and and watch it, it it's not that great. And it's just weird that it. I think it just kind of got like enough hype that it made it the number one movie, and it just stayed there because it just nothing really came of it. So. Uh, I mean, Avatar is an all right movie. It, it just it doesn't it didn't blow my mind. So, so shit. So I'm back down to zero. Okay, I was worried about that. I thought I was like going into this. I was like, but Dunkirk and Alita is gonna get screwed <laughs> over. So, so then you've seen the Big Short. Pretty sure you, you keep asking me this, and I keep fucking. I don't remember what it is again. I think, I think you told me you did. I think I did. But uh, all right, then I have two movies left, so I guess my goal is to uh, get both of these movies because I'm fairly pissed off. <laughs> so my next movie is gonna be Vice. Uh, it is the Dick Cheney. Uh, vice presidency, his up and coming, basically uh, the truest it could be, kind of movie that it could be, kind of thing. Like, uh, so it's directed by Adam McKay, who did like Ron Burgundy mm-hmm. and stuff like that with uh, Will Ferrell. But he actually kind of went into serious movies. But um, this this movie, uh, the beginning of it has a great like title card uh where uh it has like a the following story is a true story or as true as it can be given that dick cheney is known as one of the most uh secretive leaders in history but we did our fucking best and i just love that kind of uh that kind of like listen we tried our best this is as accurate as we could make it and they actually did uh like a good job because uh it's funny it's it makes me want to like dive even deeper into dick cheney's like vice presidency and everything he was beforehand and stuff like that uh did you know anything about dick cheney before this movie 
Uh, yes. Uh, a couple different things. Uh, I mean, they're pretty much the obvious ones. Like he's the, he was the vice president for for mm-hmm. uh, for Bush. Uh, horrible hunter. Horrible hunter. Uh, <laughs> That's what unless, everybody knows him about. Unless he did that on purpose, then he was a great shot. Uh, but yeah, that, that's like the main stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's also, there was a, a show on uh, comedy central called Lil Bush where it was, uh, uh, it was during his dad's presidency, uh, Herbert Bush, yeah. uh, while he was in office. And so it had, uh, W Bush, uh, as a little kid, which doesn't match up at all. No. Uh, but he's a little kid and he, he's friends with, uh, like Condoleezza Rice and they're just like little little kids, uh, and he also is friends with Dick Cheney. And so, but like Dick Cheney, he doesn't like. He's just a freak in it, and so he goes, and like that's how he talks. Like they ask, like he's like Kenny from South yeah. Park. So they ask him a question, and he's like, "So what do you think? So so what do you think, uh, Dick?" And and he's just like, "Don't support it." And so he's just. And, like, he, like, at one point, like, bites off a chicken's head and is, like, drinking the chicken's blood. It's a cartoon. So yeah. it's just funny. He's like, ah, uh, chicken blood keeps my circuits going. So it's just it's just really funny. Uh, but it's, um, so it pretty much goes through all of the stuff with, with Dick Cheney. I really learned a lot more. And um, it really, it's really interesting, like, how he was able to manipulate the system. Kind of, kind of stuff like like oh I can, I can do this if so and so is out of the equation and stuff like that or like he just like has his it, basically all of his fingers in different cookie jars kind of kind of things. Um, but it goes from the beginning and like uh, his wife is like, hey you know I'm a woman you got to make something out of it because I can't because. I'm a woman. It was the time period kind of thing. Like nobody's going to take me serious essentially. So you have to be the face of it, but we are a team. And so it was just kind of like a, she drove him to kind of do it more, uh, which was really interesting. Uh, Also uh, how they handled uh, Dick Cheney's heart attacks was interesting. Um, uh, There was one point where they were just watching TV and he, and, uh, He's just like I don't I don't want to alarm anyone, but uh, just had another heart attack, and and they're just like, okay, let's get you to the hospital. And he's like, man, eh, probably best. <laughs> so, so it. Uh, and by the way, Christian Bale is fantastic, and like he really gets into this. Like watching Christian Bale do an impression of Dick Cheney, I feel like I can almost get close to doing an impression of Dick Dick Cheney. Uh, either that or. Uh, little bush where it's just like but um yeah it's just it's honestly really good uh it has one of my favorite actors uh one sam rockwell, sam rockwell which uh uh i i think uh i convince you to also uh be like yeah that's my one of my favorite actors too because he's so great in everything he does um so one of the things i thought was interesting so uh allison pill pay, uh plays um Mary Cheney, uh, one of Dick Cheney's uh, daughters, uh, and she uh, is gay. I did not know that, first of all. And so in the story, uh, like Bush is obviously campaigning and he's like, I'm against I'm against 
uh, the gays, I guess. Put it in layman's terms. He's against them, right? And so, like, when when uh, Bush and Cheney are talking, and, and he's like, listen, I gotta tell you. This is Cheney talking. Uh, he's like, listen, I gotta tell you. I can't support or, or campaign or, like, go to the South and say, like, hey, I'm against the gays because I have a gay daughter, basically. And, and Bush is like, I, that's fine. I totally support that. You can sit that one out. But he's like, I'll, I'll still be your running mate, essentially. And so everything is happening and all that. And um, Cheney's other daughter, uh, I don't even know her name because uh, Liz, Liz Cheney, is running for governor. And, and people start attacking her that she has a gay sister and she's, uh, and, and she's like doing poorly in the polls. And so she calls up her dad, Dick Cheney, and is like, what do I do? And so him, Dick Cheney and his wife kind of just go, well, you gotta, you gotta kind of just pick a side. And, and, and he's like, do it. Say, say you don't. Uh, support gays and and so she goes on tv and goes goes i don't support gays my sister is gay i don't support her and and all this and and uh allison pill's character completely like is like what the fuck are you guys doing and it basically breaks off contact with her family because uh it was just bullshit it was it's all a, like a numbers game and it's all a bunch of bs but it was just interesting to see like the backstabbing of it and you're just like holy shit like the like, way that truly politics work. Well, yeah, or or just like like any way to get your name anonymous or not anonymous, but um, to like blow up and be yeah. huge and be so just like whenever you say Dick Cheney, you think of him shooting a guy in the face and the guy apologizing for it, like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Cheney." For like he went on TV, yeah, and was like, "It was an accident. I apologize." Uh, to Dick Cheney, and uh, that like he shot you in the face, and you're apologizing to him. That's as yeah, Canadian. He screwed, up, he screwed up his shot. Yeah, that's <laughs> as that's as Canadian as you can be, right there, almost oh. as American. So it was just uh, it was just really interesting. It's a really great story. Uh, I think especially how like politics uh with you get. I think you would honestly kind of like enjoy it because it kind of has. It, it kind of has, like, a House of Cards feel. I don't know if you ever watched House of Cards, but it has, like, that feel of, like, here's the problem we face. How can we l- legally as possible, constitutionally as possible, get to, uh, get to, uh, get around it? Yeah. So, that's basically it. You ready for the trailer? Okay, Brad. All right, Brad. All right, Mike. All right. <laughs> how do you like it so what are your thoughts is it kind of up your alley with uh, political and also good movies you know it is Mike I know it is you know because I know you well enough to know that you don't like fucking World War II movies <laughs> I'm aware it. it's fine it's fine it's fine I'm not bitter like I said, I took my shot. I took my shot with two movies, and uh, I was hoping on both. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? Have Have you seen this movie? No, I haven't. Fuck yes. I mean, I mean, sweet, cool. 
I mean, not cool, you uncivilized swine, but... Uh, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Was it just recently? Uh, because no, of this? No, I would, I would say it was Because, I asked, because when the trailers first came out, we actually had a conversation about going and seeing this. Did we? In the theater. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I totally remember that. It totally, like, we totally didn't go see it. So, what the fuck happened there, Brad? <laughs> oh, you know what? We went and saw Dora the Explorer instead. Oh, God damn you, Scott. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do remember that conversation. It just, uh, it just never happened. Yeah. We, we say that to a lot of movies. By the way, I think i came up with two movies we should go see <laughs> but anyway so yes uh would you consider it a uh box office blockbuster i would consider that one as a, a blockbuster oh. or at least one that they uh wanted it to be i don't even know what the numbers ended up being but it was one fucker did you click on i don't know but i'm ch- my hands are shaking too oh bad my to tags out <laughs> I think I accidentally clicked over here. Uh, so, uh, f- actually, surprisingly enough, the numbers aren't that good. But then again... Then so, again, you almost can't count worldwide because this was meant as just an Idaho... Or, I don't know. Uh, USA. Right. Uh, right. So, the budget was about $60 million and and oh, but it, they lost money bad. They didn't lose money. They grossed 76 so they... they they gained $16 million. You have to look at freaking advertising and stuff, too, though. That usually isn't added are into you, the budget. Are you, are, oh, are, oh, really? I, I would imagine it would be. But, I mean, like you so, said, um, like you said, like China isn't going... Um, I'm pretty sure. Watching it. Keep going, though. But, um, but yeah, it was honestly a good movie. I think you would like it. Uh, but then again, I think you would also like... Uh, Dunkirk. So, but anyway, um, so Brad, would you watch this movie? Yes, I would watch this movie. Yes. So I'm back up to one. Damn it. I, was, I flew so high with six. <laughs> but I, I guess, I guess, I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that I get to not necessarily restart, but. I got there. Yeah, I'd say it lost money. Um, because, like, Disney's come out and said, like, we're looking at Solo right now, by the way. Solo has lost money. Even though when you look at the budget compared to what they made worldwide, they should have technically made money. But because of advertising and everything else, it's considered a loss. They would have had to have made half a billion dollars for it to be a moneymaker. Hmm. So I bet it still did make a loss just because of marketing and well, stuff. Well, I would, I would probably say it didn't just because, like, Solo, right, a Star Wars story, you have Disney backing it. And so so with Solo, you got to think there was probably uh, video games, or not necessarily video games, but there was advertisement uh, in theaters, on the streets, uh, on commercials – there was toys, there was this, there was that. Like, there was probably a lot more marketing than for Vice, where, honestly, the only time I saw I'd commercials... i still say it, it is a loss. 
I've seen a few commercials for Vice. Right. I do remember seeing them. But the difference is you're looking at, they made what? 14 million over Mm -hmm. with Vice. I'm saying that 14 million is still a loss when Solo lost 122 million and that's still considered a loss. Yeah, they had more marketing, but they also had 122 million that was lost within that marketing. Right. So I'd still say it's a loss. Well, I mean, for marketing purposes, just is nowhere near as much. I mean, also, it could just be like, Disney is saying there's a loss, but we don't know the actual numbers. Yeah. So, um, but I would consider it a blockbuster, or at least one that they tried to make. Gotcha. Um, so, so I'm back up to one. You are back up to one. My final movie, yeah, is a movie called Spotlight. And honestly, uh, while I was doing my run through slash research of like trying to find movies that we would deem blockbuster movies uh i came across this one this one was probably my favorite i really really like this movie so spotlight um for i'll read the synopsis the true story of how the boston globe uncovered the massive scandal of child molestation and cover-up within the local catholic uh archdiocese 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 Archdiocese. <laughs> Archdiocese. Uh, shaking the entire... Ca- pizza? Pizza, pizza. Uh, shaking the entire Catholic Church to its core. Now, I was working at Hastings when this movie came out. It was a huge, huge rental because it won Best Picture, I believe. Um, wait, no, go back up. No, I just wanted to see. Um, but so, um, while I was, or when this movie first came out, I was working at Hastings and, uh, one of my managers who was part of the Catholic church was telling me about the story. And he was like, he was like, holy crap. I did not know this was like going down and, uh, watched the movie and was like, like those altar boys. <laughs> hey Sorry. <laughs> We can't air that. <laughs> you can't do that, Brad. Okay, that's that's scummy of you. Um, but but so, I I'm not a very religious person. You, it's interesting that you are even more religious than I am. It's almost shocking. Like if people asked which of us would be religious. They, they would, would think you. They would think me. They would think you. Absolutely. They are wrong. They, they would are be wrong. they they would have the same reaction I would have when I found out you are religious because I thought you were like me about religion, but when I found out you were like I was like what? Here's here's a segue. What? I, okay, so I have to do this little bit of a segue. Who was I talking to? I think it was my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and I brought up this fact that you were so shocked. And my mom looked at me and said well, yeah, if I had, if I didn't know you, like, as my son, I would think you're atheist. <laughs> so it's really, it's really just your persona or look. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, you just seem like a scumbag who isn't uh, really religious. Um, but, but anyway, like, like it, it, this, this fascinated me because, because like you, it's a weird thing when, when it, 
people say like when you bring up priests, most people make the joke of like altar boys, right? Yeah. Like like oh, uh, so it's it's a really w- weird like like there's of course those like jokes or those there's the premise of like priests being naughty with altar boys or mm-hmm. being like weird molesters kind of stuff, but the fact that like. They actually found evidence. They actually cracked the code for the Catholic Church of, like, like they find books. So, in the story, they find books and and of, like, where all of the different, like, priests and pastors and whatever religious figures move off to. And how they, like, the code they use to do it. So, it will have, like, their name and it will go and it will say, like, leave of absence or, or sick leave yeah. or, like... Uh, move to this place and so they go through backlog of like 13 books uh and to literally backlog it i think they find like 80 priests when at first they thought maybe one maybe three maybe five but then they start going more and more and more and more and they start uncovering and you're just like holy shit and they just uncover so many of these people who are have actually been like diddling kids or accused of diddling kids from the get-go allegedly allegedly actually not really because they actually find the proof so so it's actually an interesting thing uh because the beginning of the movie it shows uh this like family in in the police station with the kids and they're all kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. just staying in the thing. And a priest is sitting down in a chair. And another priest comes in. And uh, one of the cops is like, so are we booking him? And he's like, probably not. And he's like, what do you mean? And so the cop goes on like a smoke break. And both the priests come out. And they get in the car. And they leave. And that's it. And and basically, uh, the, the higher up pastor, priest guy goes into the room and is like listen uh to the mom he's like listen you're religious right you support the religion you're catholic like hardcore catholic you support it you don't want anything coming out about this and so he basically convinced the mom to not do anything about the the uh, priest dealing her child and so it just was like holy shit um so it just kind of goes through and like um, they find like evidence and all that uh, about stuff. They have uh, there's like a support group kind of thing of of kids that got touched by the priests and pastors and stuff like that. And there's uh, the guy like brings forth evidence and he's like, yeah, I sent this all to you like five years ago and you guys did nothing with it. But like, so Spotlight, by the way, Spotlight is a subsection inside the Boston Globe that like does a more like deep dive search into stuff. They put a spotlight on it. Exactly. <laughs> now you're following. <laughs> and so so it's like a team of like five people who like who like I said go deeper into the story and like their story may take up to like I think the story took up like like almost 10 years to like uncover everything and to like gather all the facts and they couldn't say a word about it. It's just super interesting. It's fascinating. Um, because, uh, not only there's a lawyer that is like, uh, trying to sue, uh, a couple of the Catholic church, but like none of the documents can be, uh, like handed out. And so like he, he finds a loophole to, to basically like, 
throw unseal the documents because he is suing uh like like not reverse suing but is suing because the other person is suing kind of thing yeah and so so he brings up these documents the documents are actually the ones that are supposed to be sealed but because it's because of like a personal matter kind of thing like oh he's suing me because i'm turkish or whatever i don't quite remember but he's like he's like guess what those documents you can actually go look at and so it just it's like like i said it's a deep dive and the only reason like the movie got made uh because this happened this happened around 911 uh even before 911 it happened in the 90s like when they were searching this this happened in the 90s okay when they i was going to say cuz it says like... the movie 2015 but the reason because of it they didn't publish till way later because 911 happened and so they had to stop with their research and finding out and writing the article and stuff because they had to uh uh put all the coverage onto 9-11 and the whole hysteria of 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 the matter because i mean 9-11 was so impactful and so they basically like had to put a pin in this and that's why like more recently it came out um da, 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 da. so uh at the end of the movie there was a couple like little quotes uh over the course of 2002 the spotlight team published close to 600 stories about the scandal 249 priests and brothers were publicly accused of sexual abuse within the boston archdiocese arch arch archdiocese archdiocese the Amadeus, num- Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. The number, <laughs> the number of survivors in Boston is estimated to be well over a thousand. Oh, is that for this or the bomber? Too soon, Brad. <laughs> you got really poor taste and poor timing. Uh, then again, you also don't like Dunkirk. So, uh, in December of two thousand and two, Cardinal Law resigned. Uh, that was the uh that was like the head of the Boston yeah Archa Archa uh, my Didis. Uh he resigned from the Boston Archimedes. Archimedes. Uh he was resigned to the ballistics ballistics? Uh Bas Bas Basil that word? Basilica? Basilica Patamica. <laughs> uh Santa Maria uh, Maggiore in Rome, one of the biggest ranking Roman Catholic churches in the world. So not only because uh, 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 Cardinal Law, he knew about all of the the molesting priests. Mm-hmm. He's actually uh, one of the ones who kept like moving them around from place to place. So they just the Catholic Church moved him uh, to Rome instead of Boston. That seems like an upgrade, which is bullshit. Um, but anyway, uh, major abuse scandals have been uncovered in the following places. And it lists... Uh, I actually meant to count all of the places, but you can just see. Uh, that's all the places where uh, there's... Uh, they've basically uncovered the same thing. Just a few. 
just a few. A few hundred, but uh, whatever. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So, uh, 17 we'll, times 3. 17 times 3. Times 4. <laughs> let's do the quick math on that. So, 17 times 3 is 51. So, over 200. So, I said a couple One, hundred. Two, three, so yeah, a couple hundred, yeah, times four. So couple hundred, two hundred and four to be at exact, least the ones that they found is the is just the locations. I know, but that's just the ones that they have found. Yeah, guaranteed. There's more. Yeah. So there's guaranteed. Uh, so it just lists a bunch of like like New York and and Australia and blah 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 blah. It just lists a bunch of places which. We just did the simple math. 204 places. That's not talking about the ch how many churches are in these places, how many priests at one point have been in there. It's just, it's crazy. And they break it all down and, and you just kind of like, you get one thing after the next and you're just like, you're just like, holy shit. I didn't, I didn't know there was this big like conspiracy thing theory and crime ring within the catholic church when the catholic church is supposed to be uh not about that so it's just interesting um one of the reporters that guy in particular um he finds out that um uh he lives a block away from a house that is like a halfway house kind of deal while the the priest is transitioning either into the catholic church uh, uh like near them or out of it it's like a rehabilitation house he finds out about it and and he's like my kids uh uh you know ride their bikes down the road from where that is well, tell them not to knock on the door that's for damn um, sure a bunch of a bunch of places uh of of like the churches are right next to schools yeah. and it's just it just you're just like holy shit it just kind of like crumbles your world like i'm i'm not religious it crumbled my world that i was like holy shit like they expected four they got upwards of 80 even more like 80 that they could like yeah. actually prove and so so yeah it just kind of goes crazy but uh it has a great cast by the way it has uh mark ruffalo uh who was pretty sweet in it michael keaton who was awesome in it there's actually a really good twist i'll tell you at the end um uh, Rachel McAdams, Leif Schreiber, uh, Stanley Tucci, my boy Stanley Tucci's in there. He's he's the lawyer who's um, suing and and uh, doing the whole like uh, job uh, or the uh, unsealing of the documents uh, kind of thing. One of the biggest things in this was uh, they wanted they wanted a judge to rule on unsealing all of the documents uh, for something. Uh, I don't really remember why, uh, but it wasn't the documents that um, that Stanley Tucci's character was like, "Hey, you could you could read this right now." Yeah. Um, and so there was a this whole like court case that happened, and honestly, people were like, like people were saying like, "Oh, the Boston Globe is gonna sue the Catholic Church," which was unheard of. But one of the things was. Um, uh, they didn't think the judge would actually do it because she was uh, Catholic also, but she did it. And people were like, holy shit. And so it was just like a, oh my fucking God, I can't believe that happened. 
So, yeah. It, I'm telling you, if there was one movie out of this, like, even with Dunkirk, if there was one movie out of this that you should watch, it's this one. Let me pause it. All right. So we just watched the trailer, and I just remembered a couple of things. So, like, Rachel McAdams' character, uh, who's one of the reporters on Spotlight, her grandmother is, is Catholic, and so she would, like, go to church. But once she started, like, diving deep into it, she stopped going to church with her grandma because she's just like, I can't, I can't sit in the same room thinking about how these, I'm uncovering these priests' dirty little secrets. Every single one of those, uh, the reporters grew up Catholic and yeah. like eventually like kind of like phased out of it, like would go once in a while, but like, they just were like, like, like in the trailer, it's like, it could have been you. It could have been me. And also showing, like, there's the victims talking about it. And it's it's just, it's exactly one of those things where it's, like, the, the, the victim talking is, like, is like you know, when you, it's in Boston. And so he's just, like, you know, you're growing up. It's hard on the street. Your dad isn't very prominent in your life because he probably just left for a pack of cigarettes and never came home. Or a gallon of milk, whatever. Uh, you know, whatever is your vice. Um, and, and like he said, you know, as a little boy or a little girl, you turn to God and, and, you know, you start doing, you know, you're starting to like wipe down the pews and, and, you know, set up the candles, you know, get ready for service and mass and all that jazz. And, and, you know, the priest, this is how they would do it. The priest will just kind of just be like, Hey, you're doing a really good job. Maybe you can do a little bit bit more come into my office and that's where they like get you because like it said in the trailer how do you say no to god when when he's the only one who hasn't turned his back on you and so it's just it's it's just crazy how they use certain stuff to basically trap you and thinking it's all right with what they're doing it's just crazy um so yeah have you seen this movie nope i didn't think so do you consider it a blockbuster? Oh, this is absolutely not a blockbuster. It made really? less than a million dollars. It was not... It made just as much as Vice. It missed the... Uh... Hey, now. It made just as much as Vice. Did it? Mm-hmm. I thought it was thousands. No, it made... Oh, it is a million. Yeah. yeah, over the gross. I think it was because this... Yeah, but that's just one weekend. No, no, I got that. Okay. I, I thought this oh, okay. represented it was the same type thing. Okay. Gotcha. No, all right. All right. All right, all right Mike. All right. Okay. So, um, I guess my next... Yeah. all right. Uh, what did, What were your thoughts on the movie? As as a person, because I, I really liked it, but then again, I'm not as religious as most people. What are your thoughts? Because as a person who is... Yeah, but I hate organized religion. Right, you hate organized so. religion, but you can see, like, like, you can see how like they do it. Yeah, um, how they get away with it in in a sense where the Boston Globe was like, we're blowing this out of the water with with stuff. And I I read you the facts. I mean, there's 204 places, of like c- cities alone that have something similar to what Boston had, and it was just crazy. So, so what are your thoughts on it? 
What do you mean my thoughts on it? On on the trailer and the way it looks and stuff? Yeah. I think it looks very interesting. Good. Very interesting. Like to hear that. I, I would watch this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I own it. Also, mm-hmm. I love the fucking cast in it. Oh, the cast is great. Because you name off all these names, I'm like, I don't fucking know who this is. But then I watch it and go, oh, I really like that for. Oh, huh? Eh? I like that person. I really like that person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I don't know fucking names to save my life. I honestly, Michael Keane should have just been the one that you're. Yeah, like, I knew. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it just, it gets really, really like intense because there's moments where they're like, uh, are they coming for us kind of, kind of thing. So it just, it gets really cool. So would you watch this movie? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Because honestly, I want you to watch this movie because I'm interested on your take of it because I have my own stuff, but it just, it honestly, I, I hate the fact that it took me so long to watch this movie because honestly, it was really good. And I could see why it won Best Picture uh, in the Oscars. I think it won Best Picture and Best Original Screenplay? Question mark? Uh, Best... uh, Original Screenplay, Picture, Actor in a Supporting Role, Actress in a Supporting Role. Oh, that's all nominees. So they won Best Original Screenplay and Best Picture of the Year. So, So, yeah. Uh, honestly, it's worth the watch. Out of all the movies I said, even Dunkirk, this is the movie you should watch because it it was amazing. Uh, so yeah, all right. So I lost my streak, got a new one, lost that one, and then gained two. So I'm on a streak of two. Yeah, you're a son of a bitch. I am a son of a bitch. But, but you would have lost your streak anyways. Even if I had said yes to Dunkirk, you would have lost it. Because of Alita? Yeah. yeah, well, with Alita, I had... So I had an alternative. I just figured, you know what? I might as well just go for it. Because, uh, honestly, I think Alita is one of those movies that uh, didn't get enough attention. But it's actually fairly good. Yeah. And the reason it didn't get enough enough attention is uh, uh, we're, we're American swines. So... <laughs> So, Uncultured but, swine. Yeah, but it, it's honestly really good. It was also slammed by the media for some reason. It's not being very good and stuff like that. Um, but then you started looking at like reviews from people that actually watched it, and mm-hmm. it was a completely different story. Yeah. So, I mean, you watched the anime and the manga, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have not. I have not seen any bit of it, and honestly, it was, like it was an entertaining movie. I enjoyed it. So yeah. All right, well, uh, should we decide uh, the theme for next time, or just we'll talk about that in private? Maybe with Karen. And also uh, Hugh. Hugh? Hugh? Yeah. Hugh. Um, so do you want to decide that right now with our audience? I mean, we can. Um, I have no problem doing that. Okay. Ooh, boy. Okay. Uh, well... You seem to like to pick them, the and have and challenge me to find said movies that fit the uh, the, the category. <laughs> so, do you have an idea, or should we just we'll talk about it? Okay, how about So, um, I don't know. What else do you want to say? 
I think that's it. All right. So, ending on the streak. You're still on a streak, just not as with big a of two, one. instead of a six. Yes. That I started. You've lost ground. That I start. Well, I I lost ground and then I gained ground. You still lost ground. You, you know. Six. You were at six. Yeah, I was at six, but at that point, where the six is, is now a zero, and so I gained two. I, so I gained even more ground. I didn't. You're so fucking technical. I didn't go backwards. You are so fucking technical. You still lost ground. Nah. The only thing is, I didn't make that six eleven. I am gonna hit you in the fucking knees with a hammer. Why? Why would you say that? <laughs> you know what? You can do that if we watch Dunkirk and you like it. So, all right. Not worth it. Not worth it. All right, uh, Brad. Are we still friends? Yeah. I'm a son of a bitch. We're still friends. Mike, are we still friends? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. You want to go hunting? <laughs> <laughs> I, dips on being Dick Cheney. <laughs> you could be the apologetic asshole. All right. Well, Brad. Let's go load the shotgun then.